The Dancepreneuring Studio, Session 65, The Power of Positive Mentorship. Hi there, and welcome to session number 65 of the Dancepreneuring Studio. I'm Annette Bone, and the Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business. Every other week, and this happens to be one of those weeks where I get to bring you some of the best and creative minds who are connected to the art of dance as they share their stories, their ideas, strategies, and tactics to help move your life and your business forward. If you've listened to the last couple of interviews that I've done, I've gone right into the interviews and that's the way I'm going to keep it for a little while until, I don't know, I decide to change it or we add something different. But for the sessions that are interview based, we will get right into the interview and then the following weeks when it's just me, then you'll have all the other segments such as Step to Success, Dancer's Dialect, and Freestyle Flow, and of course, the feature presentation. So in this session, I'm happy to be bringing you a conversation that I had with my dear friend, Elm Pizarro, who is the founder and creator of Boogie Zone, Inc., which is known worldwide, as we discuss the power of positive mentorship, how he started the quote-unquote Facebook for dancers when Facebook didn't even exist, and how not to fear making mistakes, and so much more. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Elm, Elm Boogie Pizarro, choreographer, dancer, creative director, owner and founder of Boogie Zone and Boogie Zone Utopia Laboratory for the Creative Arts. And you're listening to the Dance Printering Studio with my good friend, Annette Bone. Now that you're warmed up, get ready to go full out with our feature presentation. I am so happy I finally get to share my dear friend, Elm Pizarro, with all of you. Not only is he a dancer and a choreographer, he is the founder of the world-renowned Boogie Zone, Inc., which started in 2003 with two successful studios in Southern California and Japan. Boogie Zone has bred numerous dancers, choreographers, and artists that continue to be in the forefront of the dance world, with dancers and artists appearing in popular shows such as So You Think You Can Dance, The Ellen Show, America's Best Dance Crew, and movies such as Step Up 2, just to name a few. And people that have trained at Boogie Zone have worked with artists such as Rihanna, Usher, Lady Gaga, and Beyonce, and that's also just to name a few. Elm has performed, taught, and choreographed all over the world, and he's judged numerous dance competitions and has also won dance awards himself for his work. It is an understatement for me to say that he is a genius, which he totally is, and he's also a creative director, he's a designer and a producer, and I haven't even touched the surface of all the incredible projects and dance companies that he's launched or helped throughout the years that he's been in the forefront of the dance industry. And you have to listen to my podcast session number 34. It's at AnnetteBone.com forward slash 034 and how pivotal it was for me to meet Elm and for me to be involved with Boogie Zone. So without further ado, I'm so excited, Elm, to have you. I feel like I haven't seen you in so long and it's so nice to be able to catch up with you again. How are you? Yeah, same, Annette. Um, everything's great. Just Standard busyness, of course, but I'm really yes. happy to finally contribute to your podcast. I, I listen to it a lot, and 
I'm also inspired by it. So thanks for thinking of me and um, looking forward to this conversation. Me too. And of course, I had to have you because you and Boogie Zone have been such a critical part of me getting back into dance and providing that supportive community for me to continue my dance journey. So I, you know, saying thank you is not enough. So again, I'm just so excited to get into these questions and, and catch up. And so you've been, like I've mentioned, an instrumental part in training many of the well-known dancers and choreographers in the commercial dance industry. A lot of them, a, a majority of them had got their start at Boogie Zone. Can you give me five components of your teaching style and your mentoring process that has helped these artists move to the next level in their careers? Yeah, sure. Um, I think I owe a lot of my mentality towards work um, and even play to my mom, who kind of to this day, who I think I've, ne who's never really told me no. You know, she's always allowed me to just do whatever I, I wanted to do. And I, I wasn't a bad kid or anything like that. And I wasn't spoiled either. But she basically said that if there's something that you want to do and you can believe in, then you can do it. And I think that's probably why I'm not afraid to just try anything. Unless it doesn't kill me, you know, but like if I have an idea or a thought to just kind of just go for it and just, Go for what I believe in, and all that. And I think that in my my mentoring, I kind of like take that along with me, and I kind of like share that with others, kind of help them to believe that they can do whatever it is they they have in their mind as well. You know, so I think it kind of starts with that in general, just kind of believing yourself and and just knowing that there isn't really anything that stops you but you. I'd say that'd be my maybe a first component. Staying positive, obviously, is another. And I also even look at negative things that happen as, as something that's supposed to challenge me. And I look at those things as kind of opportunities to find a solution. And I've always just kind of kept that with me as well. And so I just need like, you know, things do happen for a reason. That's something I really believe in. And so whenever I would be up against something, I just always knew that there was a point and purpose for that as well. I don't know how many components that is, but they're, they're kind of big ones. Um, another one would probably be processes everything. Um, as much as I love the finished product, I never really look at something as ever completely finished. I always feel like there's always room for something to evolve and grow and change and transition. And yeah, I never really think that anything's finished. And so I'm all about what it is I'm doing at that moment in time. You know, if I'm creating something, I'm all about what am I doing as I'm creating? I'm not really, I, I know what my end result is and I have a vision for what that is. But getting there is also just as important as, you know, the, the final product that, that, say, my audience might, might see. You know, so these are all kinds of things that I think, you know, when I'm mentoring someone, um, which just so you know, like a lot of the dancers that I've worked with in the past, I never really looked at them as, um, how can I say it? I think that person, say Ivan, for example, knew what his dream was with dancing with uh, Justin Timberlake. and. Since he was 16, that's something that he wanted to do. And I always believed in that, the fact that he could do that in his talent. You know, but for, for most people that I meet as new and emerging dancers when they're first starting, they, they come to me as they are and I can see them as, you know, how they envision themselves or even more than they might even think for themselves. You know, there's just a lot of people that I kind of maybe subconsciously push because I see so much potential in them, even maybe more than they might for themselves. And I think that's a pretty powerful thing to, to think about now that I'm talking about it, that 
I kind of just see the potential in everybody and I kind of uh, encourage everyone to kind of see that for themselves. And so I think all those different things have, have really just um, helped me be me and I learn a lot from other people as well. And so it's kind of like a, a cycle or a, a circle of inspiration, I might say. I love that. I love that circle of inspiration. And it's so interesting that you brought up the whole thing about processes because I've been in a lot of conversations lately. Actually, I'm always in conversation about processes because I think it's so important. And there was a time before where I just thought, you know, you're, you're so focused on the goal and the end product. At least I was. And I forgot to enjoy the journey along the way. And that in itself is part of the the gift of getting to that end goal and that end result. And I think it's so huge that you are able to look at someone, look at a dancer, look at an artist and see that potential and be able to to get it out of them and to develop that and foster the creativity and and uh, foster that environment for them to grow, which is why I think that these dancers that you have trained and mentored have done so well. So, you know, you're right, though. I think people, they need to have someone believe in them to get to that next level. And even if you don't, obviously, there are people that have had really hard times and didn't have people believe in them. And that also can be motivation to excel. But how much better is it when you have a positive influence in your life that's pushing you positively along the way, of course, you know, making those course corrections and things like that. So I really think that that's great that you're, you know, you've been able to do this on such a huge level and for so many years, which says a lot about your training. So thank you so much for sharing that. Of course. Thank you. Bookie Zone was the forefront of building dance community before, you know, before Facebook, before MySpace. I mean, I'm kind of dating myself with the MySpace thing, but what was the impetus of building that community? How has that changed throughout your time in the dance industry? Well, Bookie Zone itself wasn't exactly a planned thing either. And it kind of just happened. And like I said, evolved through a need, a personal need that I had of my own. I'm not sure if I ever told the story to you before, but I actually went to school for architecture and and moved to California for my dance career. Um, While in school and living in Seattle, which is where I'm from, uh, I I was dancing the whole time. And when I moved to California, I didn't think I'd be dancing as much. But I slowly found my way into the community and into the industry itself. And I auditioned for uh, an agency in Los Angeles quite some time ago. And I don't know how much more different the industry was back then than it is now, but the process of auditioning is still pretty scary and intimidating and I got an agent and I was going to these auditions and I really felt out of place and kind of alone by myself and so if you think about like what Facebook is and it being a network for friends well that's kind of like what I wanted to create with boogiezone.com which exactly was that as a resource for dancers like myself who are trying to break into um, an industry that didn't really have uh, any know-how or any experience with it. And so basically, and the joke is that I created Boogie Zone because I didn't have any friends, you know? So, and that's, that's exactly true. And then from that, I got to meet so many people and it just, it grew so big and, you know, all around the world. And I got to meet a lot of people and network and all the major choreographers and people who inspire me, I got to meet them through this um, channel. And it's been an awesome blessing. And I didn't realize that, you know, what we were doing with the internet portal and um, with what was then boogiezone.com, which was just a forum, a discussion forum, 
was going to become what it became. And we were sharing um, video links through FTP um, oh, wow. long, bef- long before YouTube. You know, we're uploading them up in cyberspace somewhere. We were just providing a link. And then what people would do in the forum is they would comment. And so it was basically kind of the same thing that YouTube came out with. And as soon as when YouTube came out, we were already ready because we were sharing videos. And so I think at one time we had probably the largest dance collection on on YouTube, you know. And so that's just like how Boogie Zone just kind of got spread and the word got out there, you know. But um, definitely in terms of, you know, how times have changed, you know, what was virtual for for Boogie Zone just online became a physical thing. And that became satellite classes called the Boogie Zone Community Class. And for almost 11 years, um, we had those popping up all over the world. And I was traveling all around the world and getting to see all the different communities up front. To be honest, there isn't really much a difference between, you know, other than the language, you know, and the different culture that I might be teaching in. But the the dance community itself, I mean, it's it's dance and it's passion and it's all the things that you love. And so there wasn't really much of a difference other than where you were doing it, you know. So and I still see that as now happening in our time. But social media has become something that, in my opinion, has become a lot less community and a lot more about individuality. And that's not a bad thing. It's just people are becoming very, very capable of doing things on their own, using the internet and their their network as kind of their backbone and their, their resource. When you were doing all that traveling, where was your favorite place to go to teach and why? Um, obviously, Japan. Japan's still my favorite place. You know, um, and there's a couple of places I've still never been to, but you know, aside from Norway, where I had many friends, um, Germany was great, but and Singapore is awesome. Um, but I think Japan ha- is and probably will always be my favorite place to visit, only because I love the culture and the food, and of course, the shopping. <laughs> <laughs> and is that part of the reason why you also opened up a Boogie Zone location in Japan? Because I know that that studio is doing very well. It also leads to my next question about you know running your business. You know, what do you like about running your businesses? What don't you like? And how would you advise someone if they wanted to either start a dance studio or a dance company, which, you know, you've, um, Boogie Zone has bred a ton of successful dance companies and competitive dance companies. You know, what would you say about, you know, some of the best practices and just all the stuff that has to do with business and all that kind of stuff? What would you want to say about that? I think becoming a business person or even how we landed into owning two facilities, one in Tokyo, one in Torrance, weren't really things that I had planned either. I guess maybe without really saying it, but subconsciously it, it was, I, can't, I, I was probably acting kind of in that direction and things just kind of happened accordingly. You know, uh, it was because of the, I don't know if I can say the shit kings <laughs> in Japan who were awesome group of um, dancers from Tokyo who you know, spread the word for us out there and a businessman out there, you know, caught word of Boogie Zone and um, wanted to see how we might be able to bring um, our name there. And that was in 2010. And that was before we even opened our own facility in 2012. Now, in terms of myself, I always just think of myself as a, a creative person, an artist, not so much a business person. Even to this day, I probably would tell you that I'm still very much learning and trying to figure out, you know, how really to run a successful business. And I think without going to business school, you know, but just using, you know, know know-how, just kind of like 
trial and error. <laughs> a lot of it's just trial and error, um, figuring things out, so on and so forth. You know, but at the root of it all, I had my passion for dance. Um, I was artistic, and so a lot of things did come easy for me, which is you know like the graphic design and the marketing and all that stuff. But really, like how to have a really good business that was driven by by money, uh, which is something I've, I've never really like cared too much for. You know, f- for for dances and artistry is not really the thing that you kind of do things for. Right. At least that wasn't for me. But right now I see the potential of being able to take this art form and um, my passion and actually turn it into a career, you know, in this way. And not only that, helping other people to do the same for themselves. So I see a lot of opportunity here for the business that I have now, especially because I'm responsible for all aspects of it. And I think a lot of it has to do with, um, taking responsibility for, you know, what it is that you're in charge of. And that's just something I'm kind of learning to grow into. Like, wow, I'm, I'm responsible or I'm, I'm the head of all this. Mm-hmm. And because I do this, you're going to do that. And that's actually something that I kind of wanted to put out there is the thing that was hard for me, I guess, was the fact that I like to be the friend Elm, you know, uh-huh. and I also wear so many different hats. Like I could be the director, the choreographer, but then when it comes to being your boss, you know, it's really something that I just did not like to be. I didn't want to be the, the person that had to tell you what to do. That wasn't me. I'd always prefer that we were like peers or at the same level. And I think that's something that people could actually take advantage of, you know? And I started to see that throughout and just being more aware and, and conscious of, you know, the fact that I do have this, um, this ownership and responsibility and what I'm trying to do. And just kind of, I, I guess I have to just find a nice balance between, you know, being your friend or being your director or your, you know, it doesn't matter. And that's been the, the trickiest thing for me as a person, you know, as I'm growing in the, the business itself. Yeah. I, and I can see that because you are all about community and fostering positivity. And so, yeah, having that balance, but it's necessary, right? To run your business, you have to, there are things that have to be done. Now, what do you think about, this is semi-related, but what do you think about how dancers these days are not necessarily getting paid like an actor or an athlete yet they work just as hard and and um, I, I know that that it's it's a little bit better than before but in in my different conversations with different dancers and choreographers there can still be improvement what are your thoughts on that well I think I don't know it's kind of it's kind of tricky like you you think like the there's doctors and there's engineers and there's lawyers and then I like to think of you know our athletes are out there and they're they're making tons of money doing what they love to do. But I think that they're able to do that because there's tons of money going into the industry and the audience of people who love to watch them. You know, so there's obviously money in it. For actors and actresses, I'm, I, I'm not sure. But, you know, for dance and choreography, I feel like the more and more that uh, we're putting the, ourselves out there and becoming, like, a very important component of, like, the entertainment industry itself and of course you know the money and the all that stuff should follow you know i think that it'd be only fair you know as an artist to get paid for your your worth and your value for sure um again this is something like i would almost do anything for free and i think a lot of people would just know that i just love to do it you know so again it's just finding uh figuring out your your sense of worth and knowing it is what you have to offer as something that is something that um, is valuable yes. to other people. 
but I think again, it's it's kind of tricky and also kind of confusing because it's it's an art, and you would almost kind of do it anyway. I think at least that's just me. Yes, you know. <laughs> And maybe if you go to school for dance, you have an education in dance, or if you're in college and you're getting your your fine art degree, you know, and you're traveling with a ballet company or something like that, then you know, obviously there there's going to be um, money in that type of performance art. But you know, for for hip hop, you know, if it's not doing backup or on tour, which I know that dancers can can be successful, but it's not stable. You know, it's it's pretty spotty depending on how well you are and how popular you are and how needed you are and with this artist or that artist you know it's at least it's what i know so yeah that's what i think there is oh now this is an understatement for sure you know knowing you and stuff there's always something brewing in that creative brain of yours you know you being the creative person can you tell us about some of the new exciting projects you have in the works i'm excited to hear about them yeah i've got a ton of stuff going all the time you're <laughs> right um and i just can't seem to get them all like, I don't know. Sometimes I have, I feel like I have creative ADD, you know, <laughs> and I just want to create things. And people joke about it with me all the time. Like you start so many things and do you ever finish them? But it kind of makes a lot, a lot of sense based on, you know, what I said about process and yeah. how I never really finished anything. I think that just kind of goes along with who I am, you know, and I have a lot of really fun things going on. Um, and, and I get that, you know, I, I might be focused on one thing and then I work with that and that becomes something else. So it's, this is how things happen, you know? Right now, I'm, I'm really excited about a couple of different things. One of them is called DNA, um, which is an acronym for Developing Next Artist. And that is a, a development program, you know? So I've realized that like, in all my years, what I really was doing ultimately was developing other artists. And so what DNA does is it pretty much takes various aspects of arts and entertainment. So starting, say, with a music artist, to the choreographer, to the backup dancer, to the creative director, to the filmographer, photographer, all the way down to the costume designer, it's basically developing an artist through artists. And so we all basically get to work on the projects and emerge together. It's kind of like how it works. And so um, I've got I see six or seven developing music artists right now. And of course, choreographers who would love to have the opportunity to work with an artist. Well, now they get the chance to. And same with our backup dancers. You know, we could be in LA training for dance, but why not be actually in rehearsal with an emerging artist and getting to see what that's like? And so basically, it's a program that actually has artists developing other artists. And so that's <laughs> my new concept. And it's pretty cool. We've just. We kind of got the ball rolling on it. We have a major dance audition coming up on April 30th, if I can say that. We're, so, we're just kind of like bubbling up on it, you know, and I'm just kind of taking it where it takes me, so to speak. The second thing is a young director's program, and I have a, a big heart and excitement for this one. Um, it's a program that my good friends and kind of peers in dance, Addison and Kenneth and Rafi, um, we all kind of co-created this concept of what was once offspring was the young directors program. And it was a program that kind of helped us mentor kind of under a controlled environment youth. So some teens who were um, wanting to learn how to teach, learn how to direct, learn how to create storyboards, learn how to do formations, things like that. And so I've decided to take that concept and kind of take it to the next level. And basically what I'm going to be doing with that program is teaching other young people to kind of be like how I am, you know, just 
out there with creativity and not be afraid to, to do things. And so we'll be going through all kinds of stuff through marketing, entrepreneurialism, choreography, production, all aspects of everything that I know how to do. I'll be offering that to um, young teens through young directors program. That it's so valuable because they're not only learning choreography skills, but they're learning all the other stuff. And from someone that has been, like you said, you've been, this is what yeah. you've been doing f- for so long. And so, yeah, what a valuable education that they're going to get. And just that's going to make them that much more valuable in if they decide to pursue their careers as a choreographer. I mean, they'll just have that much more knowledge and skill and expertise, and that's going to make them so much more valuable. So that's, that's really exciting. I'm so excited to see that develop. Thank you. And the kids these days, they're, they're so talented already. You know, I know a ton of them who are just, they're ready to like put some of their, the things that they want to try out and actually they just need a little bit of guidance, you know? So again, in a controlled environment, you know, a couple hours a week, we'll get together and we'll create projects together and I'll give them assignments and things like that and really challenge them um, to, to be creative and to also execute. And again, using processes, everything is kind of putting them through the process and seeing how they do. You know, you just reminded me of uh, something else, another successful thing that, that you launched a few months ago that has taken off. And that is your Boogie Zone for Beginners program. Now, this is the opposite of, uh, you know, with yes. YDP and DNA, totally. which is yeah. you know, geared Thank toward you. the professional emerging artists. But you also have catered extremely well to the beginner who has not maybe, you know, some of them haven't even taken any dance classes, right? In your program. Do you want to talk a little right. bit about that? Cause that's been really successful. Yeah, sure. Well, as you know, Boogie Zone has always been a, a place for basically anyone, but we've really focused in the past 10 years on the intermediate advanced dancer. And a lot of our classes that we offered were for, you know, intermediate advanced dancers, but we allowed beginners to take. Well, in the past year and a half or so, I really just thought that it would be kind of nice to offer more solid program for our beginning uh, clients and clientele. So for the non-experienced or super beginning, you might say, dancers, and there's a ton of them out there. And what better challenge than to try and find someone who's actually fearful of dance and to try and get them to to overcome their fears and gain confidence so they could even just try it. And so as much as I, I love you know working with more advanced dancers, I'm finding it um, really rewarding to see the development in some of our new dancers, all ages, you know, I'll have students that are as young as, you know, seven, eight or nine to 50 plus, you know, everyone's kind of the same. Um, Just wanting to dance and not knowing how to begin. And so that's kind of like our our concept here with Boogies for Beginners is, you know, let's start here. No one left behind. I offer a seminar class. It's uh, 10 weeks long, which I found it's been a, a really good length to get familiar with someone. And um, some of our students have done, you know, three or four sessions in a row. We've done eight so far. And we're getting ready to actually open up Boogies on for Beginners for Kids um, the next week or so. And so now we're, we're just really going to, you know, as before, just offer more opportunity for people to just get into dance. That's so great. I, and I, you know, I'm not surprised that it's been so successful because of just your experience and the thought and the intention that you put behind everything you do. You know, it's just really cool to see this take off. Like, you know, for obviously for DNA and for YDP, it's, you know, great to see how the emerging artists and the suit, you know, pre-professional can really excel. But at the same time, like you said, it's been so gratifying for you, right? To see these people that have never danced 
And then now they have, you know, they know how to count and they, they can uh, listen to music and then they know, you know, some choreography and stuff like that. So it's really cool that you have both spectrums. Yeah, it's great. It's pretty much the whole gamut there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I am going to go over three quick questions that I call the dancepreneuring quick step. So <laughs> you just okay. have to tell me what comes to mind. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. So first question, style of dance you haven't tried but would like to and why? I would say tap dance. As I think that I'm really all about fork and I probably would be pretty good at it pretty fast. Mm -hmm. I, I can see that. Yeah, I could see that. But so I've you've never, never tried it. You've <laughs> never tried it. Okay, so that you got to no. put that on your list. <laughs> okay. Favorite I'll do dance. That. Let you know how it goes. Okay. Yes, please, and put some video up. I want to see. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Favorite dancer. Okay. Cool. Favorite dancer and why? That's a hard one. I know. I should tell people that I'm not. I'm not so critical, and I, I love every dancer for like who they are. You know, because they're all so different, and that's what I. What makes everyone my favorite? You know, but I have to pick, huh? Yes, pick one or 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 a choreography. You can pick a dancer or choreography. I, I want a choreographer because I don't think I've, I don't think you've ever said because I know there's different aspects of different people that you like, right? Some people are good at certain things and that it really shines, and other people are really good at other qualities. So it's it is hard. I know it's hard to pick. I don't even have okay, one. Well, you know, <laughs> a couple. Okay, so I'll say uh, Kevin Maher is an amazing choreographer um, in LA who I've known for many many years, and. There's something about his movement, but more important, I think, as a teacher, what's amazing about him is I could be in a convention of 500 people and actually get the choreography standing in the back. Wow. And that that says a lot about him as a teacher. That Like, does I don't have to actually see him to be able to get the movement is because he describes it so well and breaks it down that way. And I think like, maybe I, I need description to learn or something like that, you know, over counts. But um, I just connected to that a lot better. That's always stuck out to me in terms of his, the way he teaches. In terms of movers, obviously, Ivan, who I favor a lot for personal reasons and other things. But he's just an extension of the music, um, with the music. He's awesome. He and uh, Natalie Gilmore are great movers. Canical Haggins for like performance quality and stamina she's amazing yes she um, is yes i agree yeah. now with Kev there's too many there, there mm -hmm. is too many i know it's hard to pick one right mm -hmm. but you know I, I had to ask now with kevin would you say that he um he teaches well because he teaches by like when he describes does he do it by the sound of music by the counts by the musicality by the you know like analogies is he or just because the just the mode he teaches in you're able to get it or is he able to teach to everybody because i think good teachers can do all of it they they, they, they know right, how to count exactly. they know musicality they know right. you know what i mean i think it is important as a teacher to be able to know how to connect with the different ways that people learn but I think maybe why it was so helpful to me is because I'm a visual person in my head. Mm -hmm. I think he was most descriptive with his movement. Like he would tell me uh, where things were supposed to be okay, and where my weight was supposed to be and like what was flexed or straight or up or down or right or left, you know? And when you can't see someone and say if they're in another room and you couldn't see them, I feel like you should be able to like tell the person what to do with their body, you know? And he was really good at doing that. That's great. Now I have to go take his class. <laughs> 
what is the what is the dance style that currently describes your day and why? Well, I've just moved to moved to Long Beach, and I'm a lot more content and happy here. People like to say that I actually seem a lot more relaxed. Oh, good. It's, Although you're pretty even yeah. keeled, though. I think you're not like totally aggressive or hyper or anything. <laughs> no, I'm not in in general. I'm I'm pretty chill, even yeah. when it comes to like pretty intense situations. <laughs> mm-hmm. But a dance style that describes my my okay current. Dance style. I don't know. Does it have to be a dance style that I know? No. Well, it's something that is very is you know it could be I don't know Argentine tango. <laughs> I don't know something oh, hip hop oh. jazz. You know I have I've had people say that it's like uh, their day is like improv because they don't know what's happening so they have to kind of just go with it. Oh. You know. Yeah, it's super duper freestyle cipher. Oh. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, I love freestyle ciphers. Yeah, I just have to go out there. You don't, I don't think about it too much. And that's, you know, a plus and a minus sometimes. Mm-hmm. I just kind of go where day takes me. And so, yeah, I would say it's kind of like a freestyle dance for sure. Cool. You know, with and grooves. Depending on what song is playing. <laughs> is, yeah. With your, your signature grooves. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> if people want to connect with you, where can they find you? Well, I'm kind of excited about this because I've worked on my personal website or the idea of it for years. And I just didn't know how to approach it, but I finally got it up. It's www.elmboogie.com, E-L-M-B-O-O-G-I-E.com. Um, I also have my Instagram at elmboogie. And um, you can find me on Facebook as well. If you can connect to Boogie Zone, you can find us at Boogie Zone, B-O-O-G-I-E-Z-O-N-E. And also our studio website at bzutopia, bzutopia.com. And of course, if you want to come and dance with us physically, we're in Torrance, Old Town Torrance, uh, in Carson and Cabrillo. So you can check out our website at www.boogiezoneutopia.com or boogiezoneutopia.jp if you're in Japan. And you are, I'm sure you're developing the sites for, um, for DNA and then YDP is going to be developed within Boogie Zone Utopia, or are you going to have a site for that as well? Uh, we will have independent sites for all of them, which reminds me, I have a, a new umbrella company called Brainchild Creative Group, and those will house all the different projects and things that I've got going on. But um, we're doing one thing at a time and eventually <laughs> it'll get, I'll get out there. <laughs> and so, but yeah, it's, it's all coming. You just awesome. don't know when or where or how it just happens. Yeah. Mr. Creative on the go. I'm definitely going to link all this information in the show notes. And of course, I'm I'm so glad we got to connect again, Elm. It's been a little bit too long since I've seen you and stuff. But thank you so much for being on the podcast and just for the community that you've created and being such a big part of me re-entering the dance world and and being so encouraging and supportive. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. And it's such an awesome platform to be able to like offer and I think this is it's great I love it so thanks for doing what you're doing and also for being a big part of the Boogie Zone family and I'm really excited to kind of share with you where we're going next yes yes it's very exciting thank you So now, of course, I have a question for you. What does positive mentorship look like for you? I would love to get your feedback and you can go to AnnetteBone.com forward slash 065 where you can also find the show notes to this session 
And I would really appreciate it if you found this podcast helpful, if you could rate, review, and subscribe in either iTunes or Stitcher Radio. And that way the podcast can continue getting more exposure to help more people. And of course, I would love to give you a shout out on a future session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. Until next time, I pray that you have an exceptional week and more blessings than you can imagine. I look forward to talking with you soon. Thank you for listening. This has been a session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. Find the archives of this show at annettebone.com slash podcast or on iTunes. Contact Annette at annettebone.com. This podcast copyright by annettebone.com and dancepreneuring.com. All rights reserved. The Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business.